That's good. That's really, really good. We got a minute. Hannah, you're reading this one. And it's a really short verse. It's super easy. Stand up.
like to welcome everybody this morning. Appreciate the good crowd we have and the, just the excellent singing we had this morning. We appreciate our kids and Brother Barry. And, uh, we just look forward to having a great day in the Lord. Um, this morning on my phone, um, verse that come up was in Proverbs chapter 3 and that's uh, that's one of my favorite verses. It talks about wisdom and knowledge and uh, searching after that and uh, we uh, you know it's hard to uh, stay focused on uh, we know that's where we need our focus to be is uh, searching after God's word and uh, his works for us and it's easy to get sidetracked but every now and then we can uh, stay focused on that and uh, Lord gives us a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of knowledge here and there, and just uh, seems like it always comes just when we need it. It's always at the right time, and uh, we appreciate uh, getting to read some of that this morning. It just really blessed us. I don't really feel like reading any of it, but I just feel like sharing that. But we look forward to today's service, today's Sunday school. We just pray that the Lord will be with us through it all, and uh, just everybody purpose in their hearts to do what he asks us this morning. I'm as Brother Taylor dismissed Sunday school. appreciate being in God's house this morning. I, I told my wife this morning coming to Sunday school, I said, the Lord sure been good to us. We're still able to get get around and go and, and do things, and, and uh, God, God's been good to us. And a uh, bunch of us sitting here right now in the same boat, uh, God's blessed us to live to be fairly old anyway and uh, and it's a blessing to still be able to get around and, and uh, 
do a little something for the Lord. And not. Our lesson this morning's in the 22nd chapter of Revelation. And this is just a continuation, really, of last week's lesson. Uh, it starts, the, the first verse starts out with and, and that's a, that's a, a conjunction that kind of joins two things together, and that's, that's going back to the 21st chapter. And, uh, but anyway, and I, I read this last week, and I said that lesson should have started with that, with that ninth verse in the 21st chapter, and, and this is still part of that. In the ninth verse of the 21st chapter, I said, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will shew thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and shewed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. And uh, in order, and I, I might have said this last week, I don't remember, but in order, in order to really see the church the way uh, the way God wants us to, we got to get up on the mountain. And uh, uh, you got to see it in the spirit. But you look at you look at these carcasses here, and you'll find all kinds of faults in every one of us if you look long enough. But what God put down on the inside when He saved me—that's uh, as pure as God is. The blood of Christ cleanseth from all sin, and he cleaned me up. That's been, I was 15 years old when I got saved. That's been a long time ago. He, he washed my soul white as snow, uh, put, put the white robe on it. That's down on the inside now. The white robe's already there. And it's just as pure as it was that day in 1956 when he spoke peace to my soul. It's just as pure now as it was then. But anyway, uh, so we're, we're still looking at the church, the bride, the lamb's wife. And, uh, and, and as I said last week, every, every person that ever got saved, and that's from the beginning Back with Adam, down to now, every person that ever got saved, that holy city, New Jerusalem, come down into our soul. God put his kingdom in here. And uh, he, he, Jesus told some of them, the disciples said, my kingdom is within you. And he, he put it down in here. So uh, the holy city... It's set up in the heart of every person that's been saved by the grace of God. And uh, so he's, now, we're going down to the first chapter here. And, and he shewed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And you can relate that one, uh, 
that river to the spirit or the gospel or however you want to, all of it works together. It's all right in there. And uh, he told that woman at the well, said, if you'd have asked me, I'd have given you a drink of living water and it had been in you a, a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Same water. And in the 46th chapter of the book of Psalms, he said, there is a river. The streams whereof make glad the city of God. So David knew it. David knew way back before Jesus come into the world. He knew about the city and he knew about the water. And if you read his, you read the 116th Psalm and tell me that David didn't know about salvation, uh, something wrong with you if you can't read it there. David, David was saved by the same grace that I am. And, uh, but beyond that, uh, that water is still flowing through the church today. And when, when we can humble our hearts and get up on the mountain, uh, water flows downhill. <laughs> so we got to get up on the mountain for that water to reach our people. They... They gotta be able, they gotta be able to see the glory of God in his church. And uh, but anyway, so he shewed me a pure river of water of life, and that's in the church. Anybody got a comment? And and instead of proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. When I got saved, when you got saved, the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father, everyone moved in here, took up their abode in the kingdom that's down here. Their th the throne, that throne, that kingdom set up in every heart that's been saved by the grace of God. And uh, we're all a part of that kingdom. And we could say we... We as a whole are that kingdom down in here by the grace of God. In the midst, now in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yields her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there's a there's a scripture in uh, in Isaiah, and I I didn't write it down. I looked it up and read it, but I didn't I didn't write it down here. But uh, talks about the a way shall be there and a highway, and it shall be called a highway of holiness. Now I might not have quoted that exactly right. But every, every person that's ever been saved, God set them on that highway. Now, the Bible said, Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. That's, that's before you get saved. That's, that's when you're getting. You've got just a little narrow space. You've got to go just exactly right. 
to get saved by the grace of God. You've got you to humble your heart. The Bible tells you if we give him our whole heart, and that's, that's not easy to do. If you let this guy have anything to do with it, it'll never happen. We got to humble our heart, and it, it's not, it's a narrow way to get to life. But once you get saved, God sets you on a highway of holiness, and that's a broad way. That's a highway, and there's nothing unclean, and it says that in, in the scripture nothing unclean travel that road. So, uh, Everett, I believe Peter said that he'd given us all things that pertain unto life. He's, if you, if you read the Bible, and most, most of us here read quite a bit, if you read the Bible, he's put everything in here that we need to get through this life. And there's a lot, most of this I don't really understand. I'll say that much. Most of it I don't. But every once in a while, every once in a while, I'll be reading and, and God will give me something out of it and let me know what it's talking about and help me with it. And it's like, have you have you ever have you ever been troubled about something and, and just be off by yourself and the Lord show up and stir your heart and and raise you up on the mountain take you right up on the mountain. I've had that happen, I couldn't tell you the number of times. And uh I need something from God and He shows up. And it ain't cause I'm good, it's cause He's good. And he, he, he loves us. Now, my kids, and I, I, ain't, I ain't been a good Christian. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even attempt to say that. But my kids was growing up, they'd done a lot of things that, that I'd told them not to, and they got in trouble for it. But they're still my kids. And I still love them just as good as when they was little babies. And uh, so, uh, and God's the same way with us. And, but the thing of it is, God loves me and you and everyone that he put in the world. He loves them way better than I ever could my kids. I don't have the capacity God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I couldn't have done that for nothing. I don't care. I don't care how good I loved you. I, I couldn't give one of my kids for you. But God did. He loved us enough to let Jesus die for us. So the, the street was, and, and the tree of life was there. You remember when 
in the Garden of Eden. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden. And the tree of life is still in the midst of God's garden. That's down on the inside. You're in that same kingdom, the tree of life, sir. And that tree of life, if you want to say it that way, is Jesus. That's where life comes from. Without him, there is no life. But we were all dead in trespasses and sin. And Jesus went to the cross and bought our salvation. And uh, if, you, if you want to say it that way, he, he died that we could have life. Anybody got anything? And on either side of the river there was there the tree of life. And it bore, bore its fruits and the leaves were for the healing of the nations. Now, I don't believe that's talking about healing cancer and healing different stuff. Now, I want, I want, I want to say this and make, make it plain. I, if there's any healing done as far as natural, I'm talking natural stuff. Any diseases, if they get healed, God done it. Now, I believe, I believe if, if we get sick, get hurt, we ought to go to the doctor. God give them the knowledge to, to be able to help us. But if there's any healing done, God does it. We, we give God the glory. And the, but the, the leaves of that tree for the healing of the nations, that's, that's for the healing of what was wrong with us down in our soul. That's something that no doctor couldn't, couldn't treat. And uh, even as good as, good as our, uh, a good a pastor as we've got, and he's one of the best, I think. As good a pastor as we got, he can't save nobody. But if they'll follow the gospel that he preaches and listen to that and go to God, he can do it. And he's still, he's still sending the gospel out, warning people, trying to get them to come in, and, and still saving, I believe. And this is just one of my thoughts, but it sounds reasonable. I believe, and, and I believe God knows everything from beginning to the end. I believe he knows everything that ever will happen or ever did happen. And when the last person gets saved, that God, and God knows that's the last one that's getting saved, I believe he's going to tell Jesus to come get us. Because he, he ain't going to leave us down here uh, flapping our gums for nothing. And uh, so when the last person gets saved, I, I, I believe it'll be over. And we, the ones that have been saved go home to be with God. But the tree of life for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in, the, in it, and his servants shall serve him. There will be no more curse. We was all under the curse when we was in sin. Uh, 
the wages of sin is death. The gift of God's eternal life. We was all under the curse. But Jesus took that curse on himself and went to the cross that we could have life, that it could be taken away from us. And, uh, and just I said a while ago that uh, the, the throne of God and of the Lamb was down in our soul in, our, in, in the kingdom in here. And there's no curse. There is no curse where God is. And there never has been. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their forehead. Now, I want to make a point here. God don't need to put a mark on me right here to know that I belong to him. He, he knows every one of his, his children. And he, the only, the only mark he needs on us is the blood of Christ down in our soul, and and he knows he knows every one of us. But I'll I'll say this. God, God wants us. After we've been saved, uh, well, I can just go back in my life to when I got saved. I I got saved on a Sunday morning. And I've told a bunch of times before, before I got saved, I didn't care much about coming to church. It kind of bored me. And uh, But the mo Sunday morning I got saved, I couldn't wait till Sunday night to get back to church. And most of my life has been that way since then. I've I've been down a few times. You, everybody knows how that is. You get down and and have a struggle sometimes. But when when I'm living where I need to be, I can't I can't hardly wait for church time. So but he wants us to be a he give us a, what I started to say. He give us a, he gives us a want to down in our soul to straighten this guy out. Now we don't always we don't always do that the, the way we ought to as good as we should maybe. But God wants us to be a. He told us we were the light of the world, a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. Cannot be hid. I want everybody to understand that part. Whether whether you're right and you're you're letting your light shine, or whether you're putting a damper on it and and not letting it shine, the world's still looking at you. Did you ever did you ever hear anybody talking about somebody in church and? Uh, Say well, if that's if that's what a Christian is, I don't want I don't want it. I've heard that, I've heard of that being said, not lately, but I've heard of it. And I'd sure hate for somebody to say that about me. 
And I, maybe they possibly have in the past. I don't really know. But God wants us to be a light to the world. He wants, he wants, what, he wants what He put down in here to show up on the outside that people, that the world will know what He done in our life. So the mark, the mark, if, if we follow God, we've got his mark, and, and it ain't for him, it's for the world, for the world to know that we belong to God. And uh, possibly, possibly, we can talk some of them into coming to church or, and, and hearing the gospel and getting saved. And... Uh, in order to do that, they got to have confidence in you. Now, there's, I, I talked about, I got saved when I was 15. I've been in this church since, since it started, I guess, off and on anyway. And uh, these, there's a lot of people that's, was here back then and has been here down through the years and some that, that are still here today that I've got way up on a pedestal. They're heroes in my life. And I could name some. I ain't no use to doing that, but uh, they're heroes in my life because of the way they live for God. And some of them, some of them through a lot of trouble and adversity and they still stood strong for God and, and, and that's shining a light that's letting that light shine I was talking about Job had all the, tr all the trouble that Job had he said the Lord maketh and the Lord taketh away and blessed be the name of the Lord so even if we've been saved by the grace of God, it, we, we got, we, Bobby Wilson preached here one time, said, if, you, if you've never had trouble, look out, it's coming. He said, your, your people's going to get sick and die. You're going to have all kinds of problems. If you live long enough, especially. And... Uh, uh, we're going to go through trouble. Man born a woman, few days and full of trouble. And uh, so we're going to have trouble. But in the midst of our trouble, we can, we can rejoice like Job did. He said that in the 19th chapter, I believe, he said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, that he stand upon the earth in the latter day. And uh, Job had a, had a real hope. Even in all his trouble, the Bible said he never, he never accused God foolishly. And uh, so, so we, if we have trouble, we got, we got a big God to lean on. Did you ever? Everybody here has been through, been through this. I know. Somebody, somebody you love die, and we know that that's going to happen. And the Lord show up, 
and help you help you get through it when you think when you think probably you, uh, well it's just it's just a on the flesh it's a bad thing it tears you up to, uh, naturally but God can make it a I've had people die and, and and rejoiced in it because they was out of their trouble. I mean, I, I still felt bad. I think all of you probably understand what I'm trying to say. And uh, but God, God will help us, even with the all the bad things that happens in this life. God will help us. He's our refuge and strength, a present help in trouble. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. In the, I got a scripture wrote down here somewhere. In in Second Peter, the first chapter, the nineteenth verse said, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. And the, the day star rose down in here, that's Jesus, rose down in here in my life in 1956. And that light's been shining down in here I ain't always let it shine out but it's been shining down in here there's been a light down in here ever since and he said unto me these sayings are faithful and true and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to shew unto his servants the things which must shortly be done In uh, St. John, in uh, the 20th chapter of St. John, said, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. That's, that's what this book's about. Uh, God, delivered, God delivered this to us, and all scripture of the Bible said is given by inspiration of God. And our first our first article of faith says we believe that the Holy Bible was written by men divinely inspired of God and is a perfect treasure of heavenly instruction that it asks God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error for its matter. And I believe that. I believe, I believe God inspired every word in this King James Bible. 
and it, it's the truth of God. And uh, whether I understand it all or not, and uh, one of these days, that like the song they sang in the choir, sometimes we'll understand it better by and by. After we get over there, we'll know more about it. But God, God gives us what we need down here when we need it. I've told this a bunch of times, but when I was, I was a teenager still yet, I guess. I got a scripture on my mind I couldn't understand. And somebody I knew, I can't even remember who now or what was going on, was using that scripture uh, in a way that I didn't think was right. I thought they had it messed up, turned around or whatever, didn't understand it. But I didn't either. So I couldn't contradict them. And uh, of course, the Bible ain't made to argue about anyway. I believe. I believe if 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 we have a difference of opinion on a scripture, I could I can tell you my my opinion or what God wants me to tell you, but I don't think we ought to argue about it. Uh, but I, I had that scripture, and I asked ever I asked everybody I thought might know, and none of them either wouldn't tell me or couldn't tell me what it was talking about. And I asked a preacher, the last person I asked, I guess, I asked a preacher about that scripture, and he said, well, I'll tell you what an old preacher told me when I asked him the same thing. He said, you pray about it, and you study, and if God wants you to have it, he'll give it to you. And, uh, and I, kinda, I went on, kind of forgot about it. And several years later, I don't, I don't know how long, I was over on Albert Street, and that come up in a Sunday school lesson. And uh, I got to church on Sunday morning, I still didn't know what it was talking about. And I was standing back in the back talking to somebody, and God give it to me. And it was so simple, a little kid ought to understood it. But the po whole point I'm making, God will give us what we need when we need it. And uh, I'd, like, I'd like to be able to understand the whole book and be able to get up here and say, well, this and this and this means all, all this stuff. And uh, there's a little bit of it I can, but there's a whole lot more of it that I can't. But God gives us what we need. And uh, a lot of times when I'm studying a lesson, I, I, I get to praying, Lord, I need, I need some help. I need to know something about this. I need, I need something to teach. And uh, then I, by the time I'm done, uh, I'll get down to praying, Lord, you just give me whatever you want me to have and I'll be satisfied with it. So if we can do that, we'll be doing okay. But but now the in the first chapter of the book of Revelation it says 
and I, I probably got it. I think I got yeah. The, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's the way the book starts. And revelation, if you look in Webster's dictionary, one of the one of the things says revealing. The revealing of Jesus Christ. In other words, the showing, you're showing the world, he's showing the world himself in the book of Revelation. And uh, it's and if you if you read the book of Revelation, it's talking about salvation all the way through the book. And a lot of people, a lot of people got all kinds of different ideas, and they, they think. And, and Terry preached last week. I wish everybody could hear that sermon last week about the beast, and uh, done a fine job. And uh, a lot of people read about the, the beast that, and in Revelations or in the book of Ezekiel or the book of Daniel, and they they think we got a, a terrible time coming here on earth. There could be. I, I ain't saying there ain't. But that's not what that's talking about. <laughs> These things are written that you might believe and that believing you'd have life on it through his name. He told us trouble was coming. He told us how to get out of it. Now we ain't gonna miss the trouble in this life. It's gonna it's gonna catch us. But when they roll me up here in the box, my troubles are over. My spirit will go back to God who gave it. And sometime, sometime, whenever God says it's enough, he's going to come and get me. He's going to raise this body up out of the grave if it's in one. Now, he's going to change it. it there ain't going to be no sin left in it. And a lot of the... A lot of the uh, carnal desires and lust of the flesh and all that kind of stuff's going to be gone. Going to have a perfect body just like Jesus. Now, by the same token, I want to make a point. I said, I said all that stuff would be gone, be just like Jesus. When Jesus was walking around here on the earth, he had a body just like mine. And he would, the Bible said he was tempted in all things like as we are, yet without sin. So he suffered every temptation that you or me will ever go through, and, and more probably than he, any one of us will go through, and overcome every one of them, so that he could be a perfect sacrifice to take care of my sin. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Now, Jesus, uh, I'll say this, Jesus surprised me that morning in 1956 when Preacher Ash was preaching and uh, he preached, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus surprised me that morning by visiting me down here.
That was a surprise to me. I knew I'd been taught that I needed to get saved, but that was all up here. But that morning, God put it down here, and it was real. Nothing been more real in my life, actually, than him telling me I was lost. Until I come to the altar and got saved, that was real, and that's still real. The, that was the... I say this all the time. When I was under conviction, it was the worst day of my life. When I got up here and, got, and God saved me, that was the best day of my life, and I'm still in that day. That's an eternal day down in here. And our next week's lesson is going to be on down in this chapter. And I quoted the scripture last week, I read it. Uh, said, the spirit and the bride say come, and let him that's a thirst come and take the water of life freely. And uh, the woman at the well got her a drink. I got me a drink. And that fountain's still flowing, that river's still flowing right down through the church. And somebody could get a drink of water this morning. I believe God's going to, tell, going to deliver the message to somebody's soul. And I pray that God will help them to decide. I had, a, I had a struggle. I've told my story hundreds of times. I had a struggle. I, wa I wasn't going to come to the altar. I had it made up in my mind I was going to stay right where I was at. And if Edna Mason hadn't come to me, I probably would have. But she come to me and stuck her hand out and said, you need to go pray. And I come out of there and God saved me. And I praise God that she followed the Lord. And uh, so that we ought, to follow, we ought to follow God as close as we can. If God says do something, do it. You never know how big an effect it's going to have.